Welcome to Calvary Temple Podcast. We hope that you enjoy and are challenged by Pastor Kyle's message. If you are blessed by this ministry, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us at Pastor Kyle at CalvaryTempleTH.org. If you are ever in the area, we would love to have you visit us at 2100 North 6 half Street, Terre Haute, Indiana, 47804. Our service times are at 8.30 and 10.30 a.m. Amen. Well, Father, I really thank you for this child. I really thank you for your, having your hand of protection on them. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy to each one of them. Now, Father, as they go back to their classes, we just ask that they have a downward from your very spirit into theirs, and we'll give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> well, let's stand up and hear one another. Really, I like how we're helping to see the next person in the same Still have no lanes here and no bases or nothing. Play with the cords in the back for a second. But we only have, you know, there's only one left output on here that's not a right. Because it's the system is mono. Right. So we have to run all of Everything these mono. through like right or left, whatever it is. And, and then the ceiling ones are on the other side. From here, if it's not coming out here, it's either a problem with the two cables connected or it's a problem with the internal output on the drive. Mean, don't even, there's nothing at all. I think it might be the output on the drive, right? We can just bypass it. So Compressor, limiter, yeah. And we're still coming through the mains up there. Yeah. Yeah, because that's separate. Okay. Yeah. That's that's run through the soundboard, the ones up there. Uh-huh. The ones the ones up there never touch any Came of this equipment here. or or anything back there except the soundboard. 
table and say, Testing, testing. Can you hear me or no hear me or? Mary had a little lamb, little lamb, little lamb. Hi. Hello. Now you got me? There you go. Hello. Oh. Oh. We're having technical difficulties. Hi. Hello. Why is he working and I'm not? It was going. No, that means he has to preach. I'll sit down. Is it coming through now? Is it coming through? None of it's coming through. You just didn't want me to preach, right? All right. The conspiracy. Over 400 motorcyclists before, but never over a pastor. Ooh. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this man, um, this man of God that's uh, willing to speak your word and just give us all knowledge and wisdom. Lord, I just, you know, I'm not expecting, I'm believing that he's going to touch somebody today. There's people here right now that need to hear your word. This is the way that's going to He's going to give us what we need, Lord, just both uh, his, uh, his uh, message today. 
a great message. Uh, thank you for what you do. Always message is the same thing. I say. All right, we're going to stand for the Apostle Creeds, but I am going to say and just tell on myself, I'm going to move this thing like a hundred different times, so don't be distracted. <laughs> Basically, um, well, I outgrew my suit, or my wife shrunk my suit, <laughs> but the busting buttons bolted off and zippers unzipping and whatever, but when you own one suit, that's what you do. So, it's not that I'm trying to be all super spiritual, not spiritual, or whatever. I enjoy wearing the suit, but the suit doesn't make me a pastor. The suit doesn't make the word come forth any better, or any worse. So, I just felt like, hey, I'm fat and the suit don't fit. So, here's the jeans. Yes! <laughs> we believe in God, the Father Almighty creator of heaven and earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. You can remain standing. Ooh, I don't know if I hold out here. Maybe I can. Yes. We're turning to Isaiah. 61, verse 1. It's somewhere in the Bible. Isaiah 61. is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to bring the good news to the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and freedom to the prisoners. You may be seated.
Yeah. I didn't think I'd need it. Maybe not. But before he did that, he searched the heart and he really took it to the Lord and really had some questions. It was like, Lord, there, there's, there's 200 churches in Terre Haute. You want me to just close up this church and let's come alongside of someone that's already doing what you're doing? Do we need to get and further your kingdom with one of these other churches? This isn't about me. This is about furthering your kingdom. He did this before he ever took over. And the Lord spoke clearly to him. No. I have a mission for Calvary Temple. Calvary Temple is to be the place that I can send my hurting sons and daughters. It is a place that I can send those that have been wrong, those that are in captive, that I have a place for you, Calvary Temple. I have a mission for you. So he opened that door and he did it and he, he has gone forth. And I'm telling you today, that mission, that, that calling that Calvary Temple has was good yesterday. It's good today and it's good tomorrow. God has not changed his mind. God is not bipolar. God didn't say, oh, well, things kind of fell apart. Forget the mission. That is not who God is. And to all due respect to the pastor that's up here, the captain of the ship, we are Calvary Temple. You are Calvary Temple. And it kind of, God reminded me, um, well, first, that me and my wife were extremely blessed last summer. Uh, Pastor Matt and Linda treated us to a cruise. Such a blessing. And I'm not a big cruiser. Everyone always, ooh, it's fun. Free cruise, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good with those. Those are pretty awesome. But it was a blessing. It was the, the thing was that this, this particular boat left out of Mississippi. Out of New Orleans on the Mississippi River. Which if, if you know Matt, most of you do, he is one of the most intelligent, smartest guys I've ever met. And then this one, he, is, he, knows, he knows things and reads things. And he was sharing. He was sharing about we were on the Mississippi. And he's like, you, you realize that there is, since we're on the Mississippi, that they have to, ex- they have to exchange or swap out boat captains three to four times. I'm like, well, that don't make no sense. He's like, because there's an actual license that you have to have 
to operate a boat on the Mississippi. It's completely different than the one you have to have on the ocean. And it's kind of a long trip. So I think seven hours. So they're swapping out these captains. Because then when they get to the ocean, they need a new captain that has a license that gets to navigate through the currents in the ocean. Different licenses and different things. You know what happened when we got a new captain? Absolutely nothing. We got a new captain. Guess what? The boat was still going to Mexico. We got a new captain to get us through the Mississippi. Guess what? This cruise boat didn't change into a motorboat. We got a new captain to get us out and to navigate the ocean. And guess what? None of the boat changed. They didn't come out over the loudspeaker and say, Hey, we just swapped out captains. I didn't wake up and be like, Oh, I didn't change. They didn't come over to the loudspeaker. Hey, we got a new captain, so we're heading to the Bahamas. I know y'all thought you were going to Mexico. Nothing. Nothing changed. What that captain is there for, what the captain is there for is to, to navigate the treacherous water, to keep us from running away, to keep us from hitting the cliffs, to keep us from the rifts. They are to keep us on track. But the boat's still the boat, and the passengers are still the passengers. And you are still Calvary Temple. Well, who's up here, who's not? And you know what? We're going to need. We're going to need a captain to get us through this short stretch. We're going to need a captain to get through these currents. We're going to need a different captain to get through the narrow parts. That's not going to change anything. Except keep us going. years ago oh keep going I walked into a church because I was in love with a woman I was the most anti establishment organized religion you could ever imagine they're all a bunch of hypocrites. 
They all want to put this law on me and that law on me and tell me I can't do this and I can't do that and I got to walk this way and I got to breathe this way. Well, they get to go out and do whatever they want. I ain't got no use for organized religion. But yet I loved a woman. And she asked me, will you, will you come to church with me? I had every intention of walking in there, doing a little checklist. Yep, hypocrite. Yep, 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 yep. That's what I thought. I'm out. Which was going to be real easy for me to do because the woman I was in love with, ex-husband, was playing the praise and worship. Ex-son-in-law was on the drums, ex-father-in-law, mother-in-law. In the church. It's going to be real easy for me to hit through this checklist. But I walk into Calvary Temple. And it was nothing but love and acceptance. It was a love that I have never felt before in my life. It was a love of complete strangers just coming up and hugging me. It was so audacious of a love that it was palatable. To where I walked in and I fell in love with the church. Wicked, no good, dirty, rotten. Pisa, you know what was accepted. That's who we are. I started going, I started start showing up that I actually got addicted to that love. Calvary Temple has such a love that it's addictive. To where no one was coming against me, no one was saying anything against me, but then there started to be this inside of me that felt worthless. I was no good. Wait until they find out. Most of you know now, hardly no one knew then, an ex-convict, convicted felon, spent two years locked up. All because I wanted to prove what a man I was and take something from someone that I thought wronged me. Because I was such a jerk, I would rather knock you out than to talk to you. So I'm dealing with this, and as soon as you church people find out, this love's going to be taken from me. And then I was dealing with the fact that my little brother followed in my footsteps and it cost him his life trying to be like me. So I'm dealing with the shame and hurt while I'm locked up. He gets killed following what I taught him. So as soon as you guys find out, 
I'm out. And I felt this, 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 this spirit. I felt this spirit on me and I felt like God was telling me to do this and telling me to do that and wanting and I wanted no part of it. I'm no good and I know I'm no good. Leave me alone. To where it took me so much that I went to the altar one day and I sat there and cried and begged God to leave me alone. And then it took, the congregation came up behind me and started to intercede and pray and started to speak that word forth and to show me a love that had new bounds. To open a door that the Spirit fell and God opened His heart and said, Rick, not only do I love you, this is how much. And we were slain in the Spirit right then and there. All because someone in the body seeing someone hurting and went to him. If it's not for this body, for you guys, I would not be here, I would not be in a church. So I'm telling you, well done, Calvary Temple. You have saved a wretch just by showing God's love. That was it. And the thing is, is with Calvary Temple is different. Calvary Temple, we have every background imaginable. Calvary Temple has a background of Catholics, of Lutherans, of Episcopalians, of Baptists, of First Assemblies, of Pentecostals. There's backgrounds of all ways. And you know what's awesome? Is that Calvary Temple celebrates those differences. Calvary Temple does not tear those differences down. Because it takes all of us working together and loving and showing God's love to all those backgrounds. I'm going to show a clip. But I know we're not giving up. Lila was watching that, and when I seen that, I thought of Calvary Temple. Every different color, every different style, sparkles and not sparkles. And you know what? We need each other. We need to bring out not only the happiness, but the greatness in each other. Because we do have a mission. Our mission is not done. And all it is, is love. 
At the end of the day, love each other. That's what I fell in love with when I came for the first time. That's what I grew addicted to. So much so that my wife had to talk to the senior pastor. It's like, hey, can you explain to Rick that he can pray at home? Because I was up here on a Wednesday night. I was up here on a Tuesday morning. I was up in the, in the middle of the night, wake, woken up, going. I'm like, I got to go. I got to go to the church. I got to pray. I got to pray. We pray before service. We pray during service. We pray after service. Because that was the love that was there. Not because I was guilted into it. There was no, no shame, no condemnation. When I was up there two in the morning just praying, I went, why isn't anyone else here? I'm like, Lord, I'm here. It was out of that love. And then I need to repent to this body. Because I have gotten away from that love. Do I have let things get in the way? I've gotten busy being with the kids. And you know what? I'm sorry. I truly am. Because I do love each and every one of you. You guys are beautiful. You guys are wonderfully created, perfectly made by the Creator. And I do love you. And I want to get back to sharing that love. I want to get back to that addictiveness. I want to get back to that is what Calvary Temple is about. That is who, that is in our DNA. And it's time to love on each other. We're a hospital. And I know there's people hurting here today. I'm here to tell you that we're here. We love you. There is nothing you have done or could ever do to stop us from loving you. Because our love is based on my Lord and personal Savior, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. This showed me what a perfect love is. He went to the cross out of love. His body was broken out of love. His blood was spilt for me out of love. If you want to have even more of a better picture... Read the Gospels and watch the Son of God walk this earth and reach out to the sinners, reach out to the broken, rebuke the religious, and put up with some disciple rejects. I ain't being disrespectful, read it. Not one of them in the religious training. Fishermen, tax collectors, lawyers. 
I didn't mean to turn and look that way as soon as I said that. <laughs> Lawyers. But that's what it was. He took these men and he loved them. And he showed them and walked them out what love is. And he he is a reject. He is a religious reject. They rejected him so much that it drew to murder. Because he loved the people and he healed the people. You're not supposed to heal on this day or that day. What are you doing? He's forgiven them. Not only heal, you're forgiven. Well, who is this that can, that can forgive? He's opened his heart and said, people, I love you. I'm here. I will pour myself out for you. And that is the love of the Calvary Temple, that radical, crazy, a bunch of rejects coming together love to spread to each other and out the doors. And out the doors. And out the doors. We need to love each other and we need to heal each other up because Calvary Temple still has a mission to do. Because there's still, God is still crying out and God is still saying that my brother, my son, hurting. They need a place. We need to get the hospital up and running. And it's funny because God is God. I don't know why it's funny. Because I'm amazed by it every time. It wasn't long ago. We just did a whole sermon on grief. And how to deal with grief. And mine was a toolbox. Does everyone remember we talked about, for those of you that weren't here, we talked about a toolbox that God has given us. And inside those toolbox is all these different tools that we get to play with. Either at a word of knowledge, word of wisdom, healings, miracles, signs, wonders. These are all tools that God has given each and every one of us. And each and every one here not only has a tool that they are proficient at, they are a tool for God to use. And when, when I preach that, I asked, and I'm going to ask again, is everyone okay if we just practice with our tools? Is that okay? Can I just practice? You give me permission to maybe miss it. No, I just asked. I wasn't actually going to do it. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Remember, I'm still religious. I'm getting that love back yet. <laughs> we just tell you to do it. Woo, Lordy, okay. I will. What I mean by practice is means when we have a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom or something that is going forth, it is to uplift each other. It is a word to edify each other. It's to build each other up. 
And I do want to say that there are, there is another tool, and this one comes with like a little warning, in the tool of discernment. You can look at your brother and sister and you can see and discern. You have a, a gift that shows that maybe, maybe there's some pride on this person. May, maybe there's some anger on this person. That tool is to be used between you and God. He is showing you something to bring back to Him, to pray it through, that you love your brother and sister so much that you see that, that you're going to hit your knees and you're going to war on their behalf. That isn't to take to them and to hit them over the head with it and to do this. Our job is to love. The Holy Spirit will convict. Let the Holy Spirit do what the Holy Spirit does. It wasn't only that we had Jesus go to the cross and His body was broken for us, that He shed and poured out His blood for us, that He got the keys from hell, death, and the grave, and went and left the captives free, and then three days later rose. He did all of that so that He could send the Spirit back to us and say, you now have a counselor. You now have someone that will walk with you. That's Jesus Spirit that rose him up from the grave is now within you. Let the Holy Spirit move. Let it loose. Let the signs and wonders and the fire fall. Let it go. But do not convict. We love. Even if I did yell it. We love. We love. Let the Spirit do what the Spirit does. So when you get that, and the Spirit will lead you, the best prayer, I'm saying if anyone ever in here sees pride on me, this is how I want to pray for. I want, Lord, will you please, I, I love Rick, and I see what's going on. Lord, we just lift him up to you. And we just ask, Lord, will you bless him? Will you bless him beyond belief? Will you bless him one time, three times, four times? Keep blessing him until he is so overwhelmed that he can't do anything but fall to his knees and say, I'm not worthy of all this. I'm not worthy of this blessing. Father, will you bring him humbly by blessing him? That's how we were in the heavenlies. That's how I want. I want to be so blessed that I can't do anything but be humbled by the love. And maybe you have another word. Maybe you just have something you just you just want to love. You just want to give someone a hug. Ask them. But give him a hug. Maybe if you want to go up and just share, I feel like you know the Lord's the Lord's telling me that He just He wants you to know that He hears you. The Lord hears you. The Lord sees you. The Lord sees you. He sees you. He has heard every cry. He has collected every tear. 
He has released the royal angel and wars for you in the heavenlies. The love is abound and you are loved. I love you. I love you. I love you. Just share the love. If you miss it and they're like, well, that didn't really speak to me. I'm just practicing. That's it. That's all we have to lose is I get to look at like an idiot. Check. So what we're going to do is actually going to wrap this up. Talk about a miracle. Who prayed that one through? Can we go ahead and start playing? Because I really just want to give us a chance. Okay, I'm not done. Woo! Go ahead and play it. I hear that. That music does something. Maybe I should have been a crazy worship person. No, I ain't got the voice for it. <laughs> There's also the one thing that I kind of touched base on. And you know what? Calvary Temple is about freedom. You are free. This is a place of freedom. It has always been a place of freedom. Jesus, I just, I thank you that you taught us the ultimate love, the ultimate love of your life shed for me, your life given for me. When I was an enemy of yours, when I didn't want anything from you, when I ran as far away from you as I could, I was your enemy, and you showed your love by putting your life down for me. Your body was broken. For me. You shed your blood for me. By your stripes we are healed. You took that stripe. You took that beating. The beating that made you unrecognizable for me. There is no sin that your blood cannot wash away. There is no transgression that your blood cannot wash away. We plead the blood of the Lamb over this building.
over this body and over everyone here right now. We just ask right now, Father, that I just... Just, just allow, just allow that a, a cleansing, a cleansing to occur right now, a cleansing from the top to the bottom. That your blood just continue, just to, just to, to wash over, wash over us, wash over us, just wash and refill us with a new love, a new revelation of a new love. Father, we don't understand everything that you are. 10,000 years from now, I want to learn a new love that you have for me. But right now, I'll take the outpour you have. In Jesus' name. Go ahead and form two lines. Is everyone's heart clear? There's an opportunity to practice or anything. I don't want to close it down. But if everyone's heart is clear. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance on you and give you peace. Lord, I just ask that you just continue to have that the, 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 the outpouring the outpouring right now that's already begun this day, Father, on Calvary Temple, that we just continue that outpouring of your love your love to just walk and take home with us, Father, to, to take to the restaurants that we're going to go to, Father, to take, to take to the, to workplaces, Father, that this love just, a, it's a continual spring, Father, that the more we pour out, the more we get to come back and get. The more that, Father, you just said a renewed, a renewed addiction to the pure love of the Father. Father, we just, Thank you and we praise you. And Father, my, my prayer is as we take this love out and as we begin to continue to follow your spirit, that if there's someone in the grocery store you want me to hug, Father, that give me the spirit of boldness to walk up to them and say, Hey, can I hug you? And Father, if they say no... Let me be excited because when they go home and tell their family that there's this strange person in the store wanting to hug me, that their response is going to be, that's one of them Calvary people. They out here loving on everybody. That that's one of those Calvary. I heard of them. I know them. They love everybody. And Lord, let that be true. That we love through your eyes. And with your heart, let us leave with peace and joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Go.